0: This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at NerdyLegion.com. Enjoy the show.
1: Hot you. podcast. You. 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 We're the same, you Just a couple of hot headed fools. Yes, yeah, same. Hulk like fire, die like water. Kind of both like fire. Hulk uh, oh, like raging fire. So I like fire.
2: Welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, episode 27. And this is our Ragnarok movie review. And since Ronnie is a slacker and hasn't seen it yet, I sat down with Leroy and Eli on the comic book Bullies podcast to discuss it. They're part of the Outright Geekery podcast network and are some great guys that have a lot of fun reviewing comics and movies so be sure to check them out and hope you enjoy this review i
1: appreciate oh, you guys for oh, having me on oh no problem no problem like i said i know you had a uh i know you voiced your opinion about thor ragnarok <laughs> on, on the forum that we're on yeah and when i, I heard your opinion and then i know i have an opinion about it i haven't really heard eli's opinion about it so i kind of wanted to wait to everybody and i thought it'd be a, a pretty good interesting discussion when we get a chance to it that way we kind of get like three different you know opinions on the movie yeah so yeah that's the main thing, so like I said definitely check out jack's uh Jack's podcast we have going on because I know he's gonna have some interesting about because he just talked about Marvel on there mm-hmm. so this podcast everybody listening, we are just going to talk about nothing but Thor Ragnarok today, so I know you're used to our usual format where we're pretty much all over the place, but not gonna happen there so I know you're usually expecting me to you know give my review on the newest version of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur thirteen not gonna happen. I know you're used to Eli giving his, <laughs> you know, review on the totally awesome Hulk number twenty six. Not gonna happen. We're just gonna talk nothing but Thor Ragnarok this time. So, uh, so basically, we can go ahead and break into that. So, before I get into that, uh, I wanted to take a look at the box office numbers. We are gonna do that because that is kind of a kind of an exciting time to look at it right now. Yeah. And yeah, guys, guess what's number one this week?
2: It's doing well.
1: Yep, Thor Ragnarok. We're back at Thor Ragnarok and the numbers we're looking at uh domestically wise is 121 million worldwide. I'll be honest with you guys. I I thought it was going to do higher than that. Really? I thought it going higher. I thought it was at least do minimum 130. Huh. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what. I, I I just thought that. But, like I said, uh, we're going to go forward, but I'm going to break down the other Thor movie, like where it compared to the other Thor movies also. Yeah. But number two, we have A Bad Mom's Christmas. We have number three, we have Jigsaw. We have number four, uh, Tyler Perry's Boo to a Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. And number five, we have Geostorm. And so... Uh those are the five top five we have. And I was just run through the other ones right here. Number six, happy death day. Number seven, thank huh. you for your service. Uh Blade Runner, number eight, only the brave, number nine, and number ten is Let There Be Light. Not sure what that is, whatever. S- but that. Sounds like not a ton of competition. Not a ton of competition. <laughs> and we kind of expected that. Uh yeah. Bad Mom's Christmas actually had like a pretty good show on. I know some people have Did saw it. it this weekend, thought it was pretty funny. Never seen the first one. I don't even know if it's the second one or the third one. I don't know. I guess they're pretty good movies and they have their audience, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. But like I said, even though I thought, because I personally, I thought that Thor Ragnarok was going to be around like one, I really thought it was going to be like 150, you know, something like that for the opening weekend. Minimum 130. But it turns out it was pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it turns out pretty good. It was 121. But let's compare it to the other Thor movies opening weekend. So, where are those numbers right there? Now, even though it did 121 this weekend, uh, Thor 2, the Dark World, its opening weekend actually did 85 million. So, yeah, it's Thor Ragnarok pretty much ran away with that, and sure. Thor One uh, opened the weekend did 65 million, which actually Thor One is actually one of their lowest opening weekends they've ever had. Yeah. You know, that was Phase One when they were right. still figuring this thing out.
2: Yeah, I've heard that all the sequels are are pretty much outperforming the the originals. Right, because I'm, I'm
1: still trying to figure out how Iron Man 3 hit a billion dollars. Right. And so, But it, it kind of makes sense because this is the first movie after Avengers, so it had the hype and things like that. But, yeah, it seems like – I mean this is – out of having the numbers in front of me, I think it's like the number 17 uh, Marvel movie. And it seems like they're just making more money as it's going on and getting more and more consistent. Because, Like I said, we saw how Spider-Man Homecoming came. That was like 800-some million Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was 800 some 1000000 and this, like, is going to be on the same pace for that also. Yeah. So, well, yeah. For, but like I said, we're going to actually talk about the movie, but what I want to do is actually, you know, get everybody's gauge on Thor, the character. Like I said, this is a comic book bully, comic book podcast. And, like, did everybody grow up, like, Thor fans, Thor comic fans, anything like that?
0: I was not. As far as, like, uh, for the comics, I was not a Thor fan. Um just couldn't get into... The old English, and he, he just—I always thought he looked kind of corny, and then the yeah, but that concept, was like the best part of it. <laughs> uh, uh, the whole concept of a guy, you know, in Brooklyn, jumping in the closet and coming out as a Norse Norse god I t- you know, I just wasn't into it. Um, I got as like you know, as I got older and I started listening to more metal. I'm a big metalhead fan, and you know, I got I got started learning about Norse mythology. I got an appreciation for the, the you know the whole. The, the culture around Thor but as far as I was never never a Thor comic book fan no so um as far as the movies sure I mean I haven't for the most part I haven't really minded the movies that I didn't like I didn't like Dark World very much but I thought the first one was pretty cool um and of course you know we can get into the, this new one in a little bit but yeah I was never a big Thor fan in the comics anyways
1: Oh, funny. everything you're saying about it, that's actually what, what I liked about him in the, in the comic, but okay. Uh, Jack, what did you, what did you think about Thor, like yeah. comic book character-wise?
2: Yeah, so I got into comics in the 90s, and Thor was never really a character that I was super into. Um, I mean – it, well, let me say, until Jason Aaron started writing Thor, I wasn't really into Thor. I love what Jason Aaron's done with him, though. And I've I've been reading pretty much everything he's done. And I've gone back and read some of the older stuff, but uh, initially I wasn't too into Thor.
1: Okay, okay. Now, as far as uh, my, you know... Uh, bringing up with Thor, I actually loved Thor growing up. Thor was actually one of my favorite Marvel heroes growing up. Not like my my favorite favorite, but one of my favorite heroes growing up, just because I just loved the the fantasy aspect of him. He was kind of like Superman, but not like Superman because you know where where when I was growing up, like looking, watching you know reading Superman comics, he couldn't be hurt. You know, no matter what anybody did, anybody could hit, hurt. But Thor, when I was reading his comics, he was actually getting hurt, getting beat, getting knocked down. You know, he might fight the Juggernaut and it would take like, you know, two or three issues for him to fight the Juggernaut, you know, finally beat him. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it was he had some awesome fights in there is this fantasy situation where you don't know what's going to happen. He'd be out in space fighting a planet, teaming up with a horse twin brother version of himself. Then the next issue, he's back on the ground in New York City fighting the wrecking crew. You're like you don't know what's going to happen with his story. So right. I, that's why I like it so much, because it was like it was whatever was up to the readers i mean the writer's imagination or artist's imagination that's how the case was and that's really like like every writer that had every writer and artist and creative team that had a successful run with thor is basically the ones that had the the craziest imagination with them you know like you had jack kirby with all these crazy art imagery uh walt in the same way which the movie actually took a lot of inspiration from him just as well you know Mm -hmm. and Anytime that happened, they just went all out with Thor. That was like the best Thor stories to me. But uh, yeah, I I liked them. Now, was he corny? Yes. Did he have a stupid, goofy-looking helmet? Yes, he did. <laughs> a funny-looking uh, hammer? They yes, he did. Did he talk into Shakespearean things? Yes, he did. I thought he was corny. I used to talk like that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Because I thought it was interesting just, just you know, looking at that in the Shakespearean talk, even though yeah. it really wasn't to, anything like, like shakespeare he was about to sing opera. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing about it, because, like, when he was whooping his bad guy's ass, like, he was telling the poetry, you know?
0: Kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit. Yeah.
1: Have at thee. You know, come on, that was awesome, man. <laughs> but that's, I think that's the hard part about Thor's because... Okay, when they were tra- and that's the thing. Like a lot of people are mad about these movies when they transfer over to, uh, from comics to movies. That they think about that. Why don't they keep everything the exact same? Why do they switch things over for the movie? And I think sometimes they have to. Everything doesn't translate over. Like Marvel, like take Marvel and DC events. Now DC is like really, really fantastical, really, really out there. Marvel tries to ground their characters a little bit more. That's why you do have success with, let's say, like Spider-Man, X-Men, you know, mm-hmm. Iron Man, Captain America, because they're more or less like science fiction, you know, grounded yeah. in reality where you can transfer those guys over to. And plus they have like real life, you know, personas like Peter Parker and Tony Stark that you can relate to. Thor isn't like that. Thor is comic booky. He's the most comic booky character they have. So when they were trying to convert all these characters over to movies to make the Avengers, they knew Thor was going to make or break them. They knew that uh, it wasn't going to work unless they make Thor work. And I, I felt like with Thor 1, that movie had every chance to go wrong, had every chance to go bad. And the fact they even made a watchable movie out of Thor, translating all his crazy and wacky shit to an actual real movie mm-hmm. that didn't turn out like He-Man Masters of the Universe, I applaud him for that. Yeah. Everybody thought they were going to completely flop, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was pretty much dismissive. I mean, this is—you got to remember—this is what the the third Marvel movie, maybe, or fourth. Right. I mean, I, I didn't. Third, not
1: expect- third one, and remember, we were just coming off Iron Man two. We were like,
0: mm. yeah, and, that, and so. I, yeah, which I totally hated. And right. I, you know, so I didn't expect much from this, from the first Thor movie, and you know, and. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like when I think of Thor, I think yeah, what you're saying—fantasy and swords and dragons and shit—and it, it, they, they, they went, yeah, they went sci-fi. They weren't—he was—they weren't Norse gods. They were aliens. And right. Once, once they, I got that as like, okay. I, I I'm, I'm down with this. I can mm-hmm. get along with this. You know.
1: So yeah, yeah. they tried. To, they tried to sci-fi Thor up as much as possible. Yeah, I actually really liked
2: Thor one. I think more than most people did. But the weird thing about that that time was that we didn't have we didn't have the Avengers yet. We had no like vision of what the MCU was, or at least I didn't. So it was sort of like yeah. we had these trilogies just starting to happen, and Thor was sort of I mean it was isolated. So I I sort of viewed it like I did every other super superhero movie up to that point was that this was just going to be an isolated uh, you know series of movies about Thor, and on its own, I guess it didn't do. As well, but at this point, I think I think the movies at this point they benefit from the larger universe and sort of piggybacking off of other movies that pulled different characters in, uh, where Thor one didn't really have that that luxury.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, around like 2011, we weren't we weren't there at the the movie you know superhero Renaissance that we are now. So 65 yeah. million opening weekend for a Thor movie. Is actually kind of I, I think I think it actually exceeded expect, Marvel's yeah. expectation at the time. Yeah, because we've seen bad Marvel movies, you know, and yeah. like I said, I think I think it's exceeding that now. We also have Thor the Dark World. And like I said, we have this narrative where it's pretty much everybody considers it the worst Marvel movie now, especially <laughs> after this weekend, you know. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, and I have an unpopular opinion. I love the dark world. Hmm. i'm sorry i loved everything about that movie I, but at the same time i understand why people didn't like that movie i completely yeah. get it but the reason i love that movie because it had a lot of things going for it. i thought it did like i said it embraced the fantasy aspect because thor one was trying to grant itself so much in reality it was trying to sure. distance itself from the asgardian stuff right well i think dark world flipped it, it was like no let's embrace the asgardian fantasy part of it where it did delve more into it i'm like okay cool that's awesome um more Loki in that. Did they turn Loki into a good guy in the movie? Yeah, they did, but the fact that he was in there kind of flip-flopping and really didn't know where he was going, Loki was still in the show in that, in that, uh, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think he stole the movie even from Thor, which I'm, I'm going to get to that about in Thor Ragnarok also. Uh, Odin and Frigga, all of them was awesome. Just the fact uh, Natalie Portman was kind of like doing the reverse of the He-Man Master Universe movie storyline in there. You know, basically, he was the fish out of water in her, his movie. She was the fish out of water in their, in their movie. Uh, and it was like, honestly, you think about it, it was combined, like, it was what I wanted. I thought uh, an awesome Thor movie should be this. It should be Superman plus Lord of the Rings plus Star Wars. All those things <laughs> in there. And when you put Loki in there, it basically became like a buddy cop movie. It basically became 48 Hours in Space. Yeah. So that's that's why I love the movie so much. But at the same time, I understand why people didn't like the movie. And i in matter of fact, I'll get into a difference like what, you know, the difference between Thor two and Thor three also. But uh, what would you guys think about Dark World? You just let it rip because I, I know you about to shit on the movie also.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I don't totally hate it. I just thought it was pretty mediocre, especially coming out of. I think that was the first movie out of the Avengers.
1: Well, it was it was Iron Man three and then Thor, but they were like Iron oh, Man three I thought, Thor were like I thought, maybe like months Dark
0: World Came out during the winter. Because I remember Iron Man three came out like in May.
1: Yeah, Thor came out in November.
0: Yeah, so, mm. but yeah, I, I just thought it was pretty like pretty mediocre. Like it, it, it you know, I mean, yeah, Loki's Loki is basically he steals the scene in both those those first movies. You know, I, yeah. I, he he's the character to watch, and he it was his character that I got into mm-hmm. more so than Thor. I mean, though, I mean, back to the first Thor movie. I mean that scene between him and Odin, where he questions his his, his lineage, that's that's go that's one of my one of my favorite scenes in all the
1: MCU. Yeah, you know? they're like the Shakespearean part yeah. of where he actually you know where he's not really like a bad guy. You can see where he's coming from. Yeah,
0: I mean in that in those what three minutes you understood who Loki was, you understood who Odin was, mm-hmm. you understood Thor. Thor wasn't even in the fucking scene, and you understood that Thor was a spoiled brat. You know, and it yep. just goes to show, yeah, when you have good writing, good directing and good actors, you don't need, you know, three hour epic, you know, adventures with, you know, multiple director's cuts or this shared oh, universe yeah. to tell a life story. You know what I mean? You just need that. You got the what you got, what you needed to know out of those few minutes. And uh, yeah, and that's why I, I do love the the first story. <laughs> movie. And seeing Dark World, I was like, eh, it was OK, but yeah, Loki still was the shining point of that movie. Like the scene when Thor goes down, when they got Loki in the in the prison in the underworld, and yeah. after what's her face died, the mom died, and Thor's like, you know, all right, enough with the charades, and mm-hmm. then Loki takes away the facade. He's like, oh, he's like he trashed the place, and he's, you know, he's actually mourning. I'm like, yeah, again, you see that side of Loki that's like where you actually give a shit about them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually like when the, the villain sort of takes over these movies. Like I grew up on the Batman stuff and it seems like in all the old Batman movies, the Joker always stole the movie or, uh, like in the next Netflix Marvel stuff, when Kingpin showed up and daredevil, he totally stole the show for me at least. And that's, I love villains that are able to do that. Um, I don't know if that's like an indictment on Thor, though, or a testimony to to uh, a Loki in this case. But I actually didn't hate Dark World as much as a lot of people did either at the time. Um, at this point, I would probably rank it towards the bottom of all the MCU movies. But I think that's more of like a testimony to how many great movies they've put out you know, since then than it is sort of an indictment on Thor, on the Dark World.
1: Yeah, because I, a lot of people did think, like, after Iron Man 3 and Dark World, Marvel was kind of, right. okay, they're getting kind of samey-samey. Then all of a sudden, Guardians of the Galaxy came out, then they were back in the upswing again, you know? Yeah. And so so even when they have these rough patches, it, they'll always put out a movie to, you know, put them right back in right back in the lead. So, uh, But yeah, like I said, those the other two uh, Thor movies. We got a chance to talk about them now. We all got a chance to see uh, Thor Ragnarok. Now, like I said, since we've all seen the movie, and I think it's been out a few days, this is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast. It's going to be a spoiler-filled episode, so we're just going to dive into it. But before we do that, we do want to give like, some interesting, you know, just give our overall thoughts of the movie before we actually dig into it. So, fellas, overall, what did you just think about uh, Thor 3, Thor Ragnarok?
0: Well, I, I, I had a blast. You know, I was laughing my ass off, Um, had a good time. I loved, you know, I'm a big Hulk fan. So have, you know, I always love it when there's, when the Hulk's in a movie. Um, I thought that worked totally. That worked through the whole movie. I mean, I loved all that shit and you know, it did get a little, they get a little, they did get a little too carried away with some of the jokes and some of the comedy, but it didn't, it didn't go. It wasn't a parody. You know what I mean? It, It didn't go too far like slapstick. It wasn't naked gun comedy you
2: know it was <laughs> right. but it
0: was the comedy was a huge element i think it was first and foremost a comedy and i thought that worked and it was i, I had a lot of fun it's one of it's one of my it is one of
2: my favorite mcu movies now
1: okay but, uh jack jack what do you think about it
2: so let me preface this <laughs> by first saying that uh like i'm a huge advocate of the mcu in general like i i've i've I think I've enjoyed every movie except maybe Hulk. Um, but I think the cinematic universe is like, it's totally unprecedented what they're doing. So I'm not a, I just want to put out there that I'm not an MCU hater before I get into this. Because I, well, first of all, I did not dislike Ragnarok. Um, I thought it was very entertaining and I thought it was amusing, but I had two issues with it. Um, the first one being, that while the jokes I found like entertaining, for some reason, man, they were just a little bit flat for me. They weren't they were amusing, but not like laugh out loud, funny, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was, for example. And then the second point, which I think was a bigger, a much bigger deal for me, is that I, I guess, man, like a nonstop comedy just wasn't the Thor movie in my head that I, I wanted. Like, some characters, I feel like, lend themselves to jokes like Spider-Man. It's not Peter Parker without him, like, cracking jokes. Um, Right. But for me, at least in my opinion, Thor is at his best when he's, like, deep and introspective and sort of, like, soul-searching. And this movie, I just felt like it glossed over that in favor of making him sort of comical.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I, and you know what? The same thing you said about that, I've seen that online also. About a, uh, about a lot of criticism about that. Matter of fact, that's why you're here, because <laughs> like I said, I saw I saw that you had the same criticism a lot of people had. I was like, okay, let's put him on the show to see you know get his point of view on it. Yeah. Now, as far as what I thought about Thor Ragnarok, uh, I loved it. Like I said, I see both of you guys' points on it. Uh, I think it, you know, it is one of the higher. MCU movies, easily the, the best Thor movie. Like I said, even though I know I said I love Thor The Dark World, I see the difference between Thor The Dark World and Thor Ragnarok. It is a huge gap, quality-wise, between those two movies. Um, like I said, it's... It was... Did it tell too many jokes? Yes. It did kind of undercut itself a couple times, because I think some heavier or weighty scenes that could have been more heavier or weighty were kind of undercut cut with jokes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, Eli, to your point, I think it did cross the line into parody and spoof a couple times like I think a few times it did kind of you know make fun of uh, some of the MCU movies
0: well I think it was definitely self-aware and it had there was like a meta referencing a lot going on but I thought I, I thought it was like that was the appeal I felt like this movie was totally embracing what it was I mean this is a comic book movie this is what we are I mean we're like almost 10 years into this MCU thing. Yeah. It's the 17th movie. And it's like, this is what we are. We're a comic book movie and we don't, you're either on board or you're not. And that's what I felt this movie did It's like, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have it colorful and we're going to just make fun of everything, make fun of ourselves because we've been doing this for so long. And I thought that worked,
1: mm-hmm. you know? And another thing, uh, to your point, Jack. I know you said that you you, th- you expecting the Thor movie to be serious, the Thor movie to be you know take itself more seriously than basically you know a buddy comedy like we got. Here's what I think. I think they've done that before. They tried to do it before, and it didn't work. they tried to make Thor seriously. They tried to make him Shakespearean, mm-hmm. stoic, and the car- and the audience just movie audience just wasn't responding to that. So I think that's why they took him in a completely different direction. They're like, we've done this for, you know, six or seven times before, not only in the Thor movies, but in the Avengers movie also, where you can kind of make an argument that out of the main four characters, Thor might be the least interesting character of the Avengers. Sure.
2: But is that uh, a is that a crutch, though? Is that them saying, hey, we didn't do a good job on this the first time. So let's lean on sort of the formula that's working for us instead of telling a more in-depth story.
1: Well, you could make an argument like this, like, we've done it so many times this way it didn't work, let's try something different. Because doing the same thing again, obviously is not going to work again.
0: Yeah, because when you, you're like Doctor Strange, like you said, it's Iron Man on acid.
1: Yep. You know, it's, <laughs> they are
0: Ant-Man, it's it's the same kind of, you know, the same origin stories we're, we're starting to see. Yeah, I mean, these movies are, you know, MCU is a factory, they got a formula, they're sticking to it, they're, they're pushing mm-hmm. these out like a conveyor belt, and
1: Pretty much. So, yeah.
0: yeah and, Thor, I mean, Ragnarok here is just like, let's 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 it's not, I don't want to say retcon or reboot, but it was like a refreshing take. Let's let's throw everything away and let's reconstruct the character. And I think that's yeah. what they did.
1: It, it was basically their rebirth. Like it wasn't a retcon like DC's rebirth. Yeah. That's basically what Thor Ragnarok was to me. It's like all the dead weight that didn't work in this movie. Get rid of it. Natalie Portman, get rid of it. Yeah. Sure. Warriors three. We'll get to that. And get rid of you know. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. No shit. I should think about that.
1: Yeah. yeah, I guess. What a, a, I guess what I yeah. thought though was that
2: I think it's more of I don't know if it's as much as they they can't do a serious movie as much as they just didn't do Thor well because like Winter Soldier was very deep and I think it was the most plot intense movie um, and it was very serious and it did really well. People love Winter Soldier. Um. So I think they can do that kind of movie. I just think they just did not do well on the first two Thor movies in general. I don't think it had anything to do with the 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 approach. I think it just wasn't a good movie.
0: Well, I think Captain America. I mean, just the character in itself sort of lends that seriousness and those political parallels to the character. And- yeah. I think that works for those movies. He had Civil War and Winter Soldier, which asks – and even the first movie, his first sure. Avenger. You, it, he was like this patriotic boy scout, but it wasn't like full of cynicism. You know, it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't flag, you know, flag waving patriotism like it could have been. And you kind of just got that he was just a dude who just wanted to do right. And you, ha- and you had Winter Soldier and Civil War, which had these big, strong political commentaries, and I think that works for that character. And if mm-hmm. for Thor, he is this fantasy Norse god, you know, alien, and we've seen him, yeah, the seriousness of the first two movies, and they're like, you know what, let's just go all out, you know, because, yeah, it worked for Guardians, let's try and give, inject some of that element into, into this new Thor movie.
1: Yeah. Plus, plus, you got to look at it like this. Also, it's not just that, but you got to look at who's playing. Thor. also, you to look at Chris Hemsworth. The thing about Chris Hemsworth is that he is, and most most people didn't even realize this, that he is kind of a comedic actor. Like yeah. he actually has some comedic chops. Nobody even realized that. Even when Thor is all serious and stoic and things like that, every now and then in the first two movies in Avengers, like he'll slip in a joke real quick, and it's funny. Like for instance, when he was uh, a regular guy on Earth in Thor. You know, another. Uh, I love this drink. Uh, give me a horse <laughs> to ride on. You know, that was like the funniest parts of the movie. Even though the movie was taking stuff like super seriously, but he was throwing those jokes in, and those were some of the most memorable points in the movie. So the thing is, you got this guy with comedic chops, and maybe you're not using him to your best ability, to trying to make him all stoic and you know serious, of like that. Like maybe have Thor layback, back. Maybe have Thor kind of braggadocious, and you know, kind of like a like a dude bro. You know, like a you know like the guy that sits around playing Call of Duty all day, you know, that type of guy. So mm-hmm. I, they took the character yeah. in a different direction. I think the way Chris Hemsworth played it, I think it worked because, yes, Thor is... It, it does kind of betray the character completely different than what we've ever seen before because I've never seen a jokey Thor before. But the way Chris Hemsworth played it, he played it, this version, more interesting than I've ever seen Thor in the other live-action movies before. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's. So. A, I think that's a fair point because... Um, my my uh what i wanted out this movie was not based as much on the movies up to this point but more based on the comics um like i don't did did you read uh thor disassembled
1: uh thor disassembled that's the one that was kind of like ragnarok right
2: <laughs> it was the mighty thor i think it was like around issue 80 of volume 2 like 80 through 84 michael Omi
1: like the dan the- jurgens run and stuff and
2: no, it was Michael Oming, um, but I, I think that was the – I'm not positive because the Thor comics, they borrow a lot of elements. They reuse a lot of stuff, but that story – it was a Ragnarok story. It had Hela and uh, – um, what's his name? Surtur? The, uh, yeah. It had him in it. Uh, Thor's hammer is shattered in it, and Thor loses his eyes in it and has to sort of regain his vision. That was the movie, that was the uh, st- comic book story that I kept thinking about when I watched this, um, because it had all those elements shared between that story and, and the movie. And it's a very serious, sort of ominous story. Um, so a lot of my perception of my thinking was based on the comics, not so much based on Chris Helmsworth or the, or, or the Thor character in the MCU up to this point.
1: I understand. Yeah, I mean, that's another that's another uh, thing that I've heard people knock about the movie. Also, like I said, this movie is basically about the Viking apocalypse, you know, yeah. and they did turn into a screwball, you know, road trip comedy. So I can see how people can kind of be upset about that. So like I said, when you make a movie, you can't you can't make everybody happy, right. <laughs> you know. Some people are going to have issues with this movie. So like, I I loved the movie when I came out, but when I left the theater, I knew for a fact everything Jack you just said. I said I knew <laughs> some people are going to have an issue with sure. this. I knew some, this movie was going to divide some people. Yeah,
2: and the thing is, I, I to be uh, to be honest, I did not not enjoy the movie. It was I thought it was very entertaining and it was uh, it, it was amusing. I wasn't bored, for example, watching the movie at, by any means. Um, I just had in my head as a, as a comic book fan, I had that those comic book stories in my head and and it, it it just it was different.
1: Okay. But but let let's go back to Chris because another thing like I said cuz I think one of the reasons they did change cuz ring but another thing because remember how we said in the first two movies Loki kept outshining Thor. Now I did feel like in this third movie I felt like Thor was the center like the center of you know, the center of the stage here, center of attention. For sure. And I think he was the main focus where Loki wasn't the main focus this time. And and I think that's, you know, a testament to Chris Hemsworth because playing him like a more laid back, more, you know, braggadocious Thor, I think it did make him more relatable. And because of making him more relatable, you're willing to, you know, follow his journey throughout this movie, even though it is like this really heavy movie. You follow his journey where every other time you see Thor on screen, you're really not following him. Or in the first movie, like when he's a fish out of water, you may be, you know, laughing at him. Where this one, he's in on the joke. You know, he's there. And even though you had a bunch of Marvel characters pop up, you had Doctor Strange pop up out of nowhere. Hulk, like the movie turned into a Hulk movie like halfway through the movie. But at the same time, Thor was still the focus of the movie. And that's one thing I was scared of that, you know, basically they were secretly making a Hulk movie wrapped inside (laughs) of a Thor movie. That's what I think. But they actually made a Thor movie, you know.
2: That's funny because um I was <laughs> I was ho- I was hoping they like Planet Hulk, which is what like the gladiator scenes in, in in this movie and the people like viewing Hulk as their champion. That was straight from Greg Pak's Planet Hulk. And that was like my favorite Hulk story ever. Um, but there were in that story there were no Asgardians on Sakaar and and there was so much more story to tell. Like it, I sort of wouldn't. And this might have like hurt my opinion of the movie as well because I think I I would have rather had a Planet Hulk movie
1: than Ragnarok. But that's that's just, true. But that's just I mean, me. like I said, the same the same criticism you're making right now is the same people people made about BBS. Yeah. Like okay, you took Death of Superman and Dark Knight Returns and mashed them into one story. Well, this they took Ragnarok and Planet Rock, I mean uh, uh, Planet Hulk and oh. mashed them into one story. Yeah. So like I said, that is a criticism of that because. I, I, if you really want to be critical about it, the middle part of the movie where it turns into Planet Hulk, it, it, it could have been filler. Yeah. Like you had the beginning movie, beginning of the movie where Hela came out of nowhere, fought them, knocked them away, and she took over Asgard. Okay, then the movie goes into a whole completely plot. You get a completely different villain, which is Jeff Goldblum. And not Jeff Google playing somebody like Jeff Goldblum, you know, (laughs) and then they go and do their own adventure and then come back to the plot that they were dealing with at first at the end of the movie. So you can almost say like if you just cut the entire Planet Hulk movie out of it, you would have you would have missed nothing. You would have had the entire plot. you know. Sure. But at the same time, the Planet Hulk stuff or Planet Thor, whatever you want to call it, it was interesting because Jeff Goldblum was an interesting villain. You can almost say he might have been more interesting than Hela. Yeah, I mean, you know, just as a villain, even though he wasn't like villainous villain, he was more like a like a sociopath, you know. Right, uh, and that's what like, but he was. You could, I guess, people try to make a comparison with him and Willy Wonka, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, there was that yeah, that whole scene where he's going through the tunnel. That,
1: that yeah, I think was they were right playing the Willy, Willy, Wonka Willy Wonka music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and the funny thing about like, you know, uh like I'm I'm not saying that everything has to be exactly like the comics thing like that. Because the thing is Grandmaster is a character from the comics. Grandmaster has his own personality from the comics, but they decide to ignore all this shit and just say, Jeff Goldblum, just play Jeff Goldblum. Don't don't read a comic. Don't worry about this character. Don't even remember the character's name. Just yeah. play you. And he chewed up scenery every time he was on screen. I was loving it. You know. Yeah. Uh and I, and it, this type of Marvel movie almost have to be kind of wacky like that because, like I said, I'm pretty sure they're going to have it where he's the collector's brother and the collector's brother was wacky and out there like that. So, of course, you got to have Jeff Goldblum wacky and out there like that also. And he was, you know, exactly what you expected to be like. If you give Jeff Goldblum a planet, this is what the planet would look like, you know. Right. Oh, uh, and like I said, all the other kids. Like, but that's the thing I love about the. About the movie, like I like I said, I understand that it wasn't as serious it was like it was in the comic books, but as acting performance, everything like that, everybody like was excellent in the role. Like uh, like Jeff Goldblum was awesome. Hella, let's talk about Hella for a second. Okay, we got this problem. Well, Marvel has a problem about the bad guys of the movie. The bad guys suck and all stuff like that. I think that's a myth. (laughs) You know, I think people just take that and run with it. But overall, what do we think about Hella?
0: Oh man, I. I I don't know where Kate Blanchett's been hiding, but, <laughs> but I never it's wanted. Mean, she got sex. younger. I I never wanted to have sex with Kate Blanchett before this movie.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I think that's how you know you have a good villain if you want to have sex with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought she was awesome. You know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, hey, Jack, what would you think about what uh,
2: Yeah, see, I'm sort of in the party that thinks that they haven't done great on villains. Like, I, I'm used to like really hardcore villains with huge personalities that totally take over movies or shows. That's I, I want to see more of that in the MCU. I think they've had that in the Netflix side of things with uh, Kingpin and, and Purple Man. I thought they were awesome villains. I felt like the villains and the, the, the on the movie side of stuff is, have been sort of a little bit lackluster. I thought she was, I thought she was awesome. Um, the only the only negative I had again was when they're fighting her and sort of making jokes while they fight her. It sort of made it sort of made light of what I thought could have been a more very
1: like creepy ominous character. You know what I mean? right i understand what you're saying because i mean if you really think about it Hilla might be the most powerful comic book villain to date movie villain for sure we've ever seen yeah i can't think of anybody more powerful because she was insanely powerful and it seemed like she was getting more powerful as the movie went on yeah oh yeah and thor didn't actually defeat her even when he put like, everything he that that's into the crazy it. thing about it right yeah, yeah. They
0: that's why they had to do what they did
1: Sports. right that was the insane because i always thought it was setting up that okay he's gonna find his inner power like no the power was in you the entire time you know i thought it was gonna go that route and then he's gonna go super saiyan and beat hella but it didn't go that didn't go that way so i kind of appreciate that now as far as hella i think you know as far like you expect villains to be over the top cammy choose scenery things like that and marvel really hasn't have a lot of villains like that i think hella did that i think kate blanchett did that she she knew she was in the comic book movie and she hammed it up as much as possible. And every time she was on screen, she chewed scenery. You yeah. know. The only thing I think that, you know, took away from characters is that she just wasn't on scene enough. You know, because the movie did turn into a completely different movie in the second act. So she kinda got kinda got sidelined, you know.
0: Yeah. But I when mean, she they, was on screen,
1: sh- she was menacing. She even though they were making jokes, she was still, you know, menacing and dangerous screen. And yeah, she's hot. Like Eli, mm-hmm. I'm not in the goth chicks, <laughs> but that makes me want to, you know. <laughs> curious about what that would be like now yeah. just looking at K. Me neither.
0: Me neither. I but But no, I think it it's almost makes me wish that they established Hella a lot earlier. Like maybe in the second movie. You yeah. Because I, mean? I barely what was it, what's his name? Malachith or whatever. I barely remember the villain in,
1: And know, and I, and that's why movie. I said I understand why people hated the Dark World because yeah. that was pretty much the lamest villain yeah. Marvel is ever had <laughs> yeah, especially barely she, remember his name. You
0: know? Yeah, especially if she had this strong backstory of her being, you know, the daughter of Odin and Thor's sister and all that, you know. She could have really benefited from a more, you know, being established earlier on, you know. Because we had, we've seen Loki in every movie, you know. And if she was a part of the family, it would have been cool to see her, some of her, you know, before. Because, yeah, I mean, she was awesome. I, I wish, yeah, I would like to have seen more of her.
1: You know. Yeah, and I'd like to. I'd hopefully, maybe she'd come back, but after that ending, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. If she comes back from that, I'm like, well, yeah, what fuck, your theory that her.
0: she's death, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's. The,
2: yeah, I wanted. I, mean, that, I wanted to ask you guys about that because going into Infinity War, there was a. The, the big question has been: Is are they going to have a new character playing Death, or is it going to be Hela? Because the characters would be sort of redundant. But then right. at the end of this movie, it seemed like they sort of. Did away with her, so I was I left that movie wondering: is she dead or is she going to come back in Infinity
1: War? That's well, if I was da- I,
0: if I was Thanos, I I'd, I'd hit. August.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd kill for her, you know. I'm just saying. You would kill for her? I'd kill for her. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd kill right now. You know? <laughs> so I mean, I'll yeah. I'll destroy I mean, half the universe for her. Sure, exactly. And she's still friends on me, like Thanos, right? I can't have the universe for you. Tear going down my eye and shit. <laughs> Not even the Infinity Gauntlet can get you out of the friend zone. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it would streamline things if they did do that. Like I said, you have Lady Death, you have Hell. And matter of fact, haven't, I mean, you've been keeping up with the the Thor run. Haven't they done it kind of where Hell and Thanos are a thing now? How so? In the comments, I think oh, I read. Right,
2: right, a- right. Yeah. Like
1: yeah. Where I think they showed Thanos and Hella kicking. I like This is like recently, maybe like a year or two ago. Oh, man. So they may or may not be trying to streamline this thing, you know, right. where you have Lich, Death, and Hell. And it would just make sense, you know. If you think Thanos would kill for somebody, that's what he would kill for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I see that. I, it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And so, but hopefully they do that. But if they bring her back after that, if they did all that to get rid of her, I'm like, wow, there's nothing you can do with her. Just just give her the universe, you know.
2: Yeah, well, the, and in and, and the original, like in Infinity Gauntlet, Death was a very different character than what we actually saw in Ragnarok. She, this was Thor's sister, a Asgardian that's just super powerful. Yep. Um but death is like is actually the persona of death and it's not, I, she's almost not even really a villain. She's just sort of almost like the Grim Reaper. Like she's, she's gonna, actually she's more like a like a
1: concept you know, yeah exactly it's just Thanos sees and Thanos sees her she looks like you know Halle Berry Rihanna or something like that but we see like the worst thing ever you know yeah. just because he worships death he sees her as beautiful you know well he's right. the mad
0: type plus he's insane he's the mad type you
1: know? right so it's probably
0: just him seeing yeah Halle Berry or whatever <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but yeah that's that's that also uh, maybe she'll show up again I, I hope she does show up again she's a villain that does need to pop up again because like I said she was awesome she's dangerous and it would it would make sense you know but yeah trying to think what other characters we had in there okay what do we think about the Hulk
0: I I love I, like I said I'm a huge Hulk fan and I I thought they nailed it this and this is what I'm talking about why this movie is one of my favorites of the MCU now cuz watching this movie made me feel like I was a kid reading the Hulk comics. Because the Hulk was one of the first comic series I started collecting as a kid. And as far as like I, what I was saying before is like this movie embraced that whole comic book the whole comic book element of of this of, of the of the and it just nailed it. I mean, he was talking, he was, you know, just like he was in those comics, you know, hopping all over the place, big monster, you know, all that right. shit he was doing, like he did in the comics uh, that I read as a kid. He was doing it in this movie, and it totally worked. Like there was a point, yeah. And as funny as this movie was, and as slapstick and goofy, and the, j- how many jokes per minute was going, I there was a part that made me emotional.
1: Man, okay, this, this I heard story. you on the super fun time extravaganza. That's okay, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> now yeah. since this is a spoiler podcast, what scene was it? Because I think I know what scene you're talking about.
0: It was the scene in the Quinjet when,
1: yep, in Quinjet. yep.
0: and he started like, no, you know, not wanting to turn back in the banner. You know, yep. how that scene it's like that was the duality of that character of him. Because here he was on Sakar, where all his faults became virtues, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he, he could Hulk out. His anger wasn't a problem. He was celebrated as a hero and all that shit. And he didn't want to go back to that. But there was that side of him—the love and the the, the compassion of Banner—that he was trying to bury. And there was that struggle. And that's the the essence of the Hulk character, all brought into that one little moment. And I like got I got yeah I got a little misty eye watching that part. I'm like, <laughs> that's why I connected with this character as a kid. You know.
1: So, I, I thought the same I didn't say I get misty or anything like that, but I, I did think that was a very powerful scene that they just snuck yeah. in there because like when he saw like he didn't want to turn back to banner because it did feel like he was running away from his problems. He was running he yeah. didn't want to deal with that emotional side of his so when he saw Black Widow, he couldn't fight anymore. That's two years that he'd been fighting. And when he yeah. saw her, he you know he kept punching himself in the face, like, No, don't turn back. You know, make yourself angry, but yeah. he couldn't do it because you had been holding back for so long.
0: Yeah, because he had there was a side of him that he was trying yeah, that he was trying to hide.
1: Now here's what I why does everybody hate the black widow whole thing
0: i don't i don't i thought it was an interesting concept yeah yeah i did not hate it i was like yeah she totally made me forget about fucking betty ross
1: right <laughs> <laughs> you know like, i'm still waiting. I'm, still waiting I'm still waiting somewhere or whatever you know
0: yeah i'm still waiting for the parody porn to come
1: <laughs> oh i'm pretty sure it's out there <laughs> if you look hard enough
2: I keep seeing this thing online, especially in the Facebook groups, about like the Edward Norton Hulk versus the Mark Ruffalo Hulk, and it seems like a lot of Marvel fans are very divided on which one is the real, which one is the better Hulk, and which one is more like the comics. I did not like the first Hulk
1: movie. Um, I, yeah. I also think the it's ed- the worst Marvel movie. I do too. The Edward, the Incredible Hulk, the Edward Norton one? The Incredible.
0: Yeah, I yeah, think I, yeah. I, it's. Between Dark World and that, I don't know which one is
1: worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, They're it, definitely down there. So. It's, it's,
2: it's,
0: it's I mean, a yeah. Little, and I'm a Hulk fan. Yeah.
1: It's a little bit weird for
2: me to say that because I, I sort of feel like the Hulk at this point has been sort of reduced to a sidekick. Like, let's just bring him on for comedic r- relief uh, instead of being this like a intense, powerful character that he is. But at the same time, I don't know. For some reason in the movies, it just it feels like it works so much better to have him playing that role than it did in that first Hulk movie that, I, well, that I'm fine that, with that's
1: it. The, that's the whole thing that I was saying about Thor. Like when you're yeah, trying to translate these characters to the movie, right. where Hulk can be really comic booky y also. Like he'll just go into space for no reason. Sometimes he talks like a five year old. Sometimes he has Banner's brain. Sometimes he's different colors. Sometimes he's a mobster, you know. And for the, more, the modern movie audience, maybe that's a little bit too out there for those that know. Just, only know him as Bill Bixby, you know, and Lou Ferrigno, right. you know. You kind of gotta gotta ease that stuff in there. A whole movie like that, and especially since in the two thousand eight they couldn't make a movie like that anyway because they didn't have the budget, you know, just do a a CGI Oak just all the time. Matter of fact. I think even the Avengers movie, they cut some of Hulk's scenes because the, it started getting too expensive for the CGI, you know. Yeah. But now Disney has the money to God. They can do whatever they want to do now. <laughs> you know, so you <laughs> My, take, my, you my only the problem, movie
2: my only problem with there. Hulk and Ragnarok, again, was just I, – I, just, I was sitting there like, man, I want to see more Planet Hulk. Col- I wanted to see, like, the Red King. I wanted yeah. to see – uh, Hulk sort of evolve into that sort of savior character that saves Sakar. I was we ready for that planet, that yep. that story, and yeah. the way they did it, I was like, I'm never going to see that <laughs> in the MCU because well, they we, said
0: this is like the this is supposed to be the first in a trilogy of Hulk related movies. So.
2: But it, <laughs> can they go back and, and fill in those? I mean, I guess they could do the the part before Thor gets there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we still don't know how he got there. Well, he, he came on the Quinjet. I think he came on the Quinjet at, at the end of uh, Avengers 2, right?
1: Exactly. But how did the Quinjet fly that far and out of space? Last I figured yeah, they couldn't go light weird. speed.
0: Yeah, we don't know.
1: We don't, we don't know. know. I think it's more to that. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. And I may be completely off base on this. What if Dr. Strange sent him away?
0: That could be... Yeah, because he, like... Isn't he the part of the Illuminati? Didn't he do that in
1: Planet Hulk? They did in Planet Hulk. Like, yeah. it was a part of Illuminati, stuff like that. But and I, we know the Avengers win. cinema. I don't think Tony is that much of an asshole in the movies, like he is in the comics anyway. <laughs> but I could see Doctor Strange like, okay, this guy's too powerful. Get the fuck, get, him, get rid of him. You know, I can see that. Uh, I might be
2: totally making this up in my head. But it, at some point in, at the end of Avengers, wasn't Bruce Banner or the Hulk, like, flying himself? No, it
1: was on autopilot. But it wasn't on his own will? Like, trying Uh -uh. to... No, no, no. It was on autopilot. That's what Black Widow was telling him. Take it off autopilot. Gotcha. So, that's what happened to that. And then, that's what happened. They said the end of Age of Ultron. Like, they... Matter of fact, I thought they said they even found the Quinjet. Hmm. They just didn't find him. That's what I thought they said. Interesting. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a retcon. Maybe I misread the movie. I don't know. It's whatever. But, yeah. But here's the thing about this. I... I'm with you, Eli. They 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 not only fleshed out the Hulk, they fleshed out Bruce Banner also. They made them feel like two different characters, you know, even though Mark Ruffalo is playing both characters, you know. Yeah. yeah. He played them like a five-year-old, and it was exactly how I remember in the comics. That's the thing I was freaking out about. It took a while for my brain to register, like, oh, shit, Hulk is talking in the movie. I'm so yeah. used to it in the comic books, I'm not used to seeing it in the movie where these fans that only know the movies, they've never seen that before, like, Hulk smash Hulk talk Hulk sad, you know stuff like that but they're seeing that and then I, and, and I was scared that when they went away from the Hulk and went to Bruce Banner I thought he was bored again because I always thought Bruce Banner's a boring ass character you know <laughs> but in this one they made Bruce Banner work so he was just as effective as Hulk was you know they, that's when the movie really became like a buddy cop movie because it went on a road trip because, because it's like Thor needed Hulk and Banner. He needed them both, but he didn't need them both at the same time. Yeah. You know, Whenever he needed one, he needed the other. And that's, what, that's the cool thing about it. He's like, no, I don't like you. I like the other guy. You know, He kept telling the other guy that stuff, too. Uh, oh, and then he got to see Hulk dick. <laughs> 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 Start <Right>. of life. <laughs> and that's another thing I want to talk about. Speaking of Hulk dick, uh now, Valkyrie. Let's talk about yeah. it back. Like I said, Tessa Thompson. Speaking oh, of it. Hulk, Dick, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was there something going on there? Oh, Did Hulk smash! I don't know. <laughs> I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about that until you. Just I'm, said I'm, that. I was thinking about that the entire time. I don't know how anybody else didn't catch that. One. Like they, <laughs> they're kind of friendly. Hulk I thought,
0: can, yeah, Hulk I thought she was just making him a lot of money, or she, he was making her a lot of money by kicking ass in the arena.
1: And True, sh- but they were like really, <laughs> they were like really friendly with each other. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I, I, and like I said, Hulk can with he can't do it anybody else, but he can with an Asgardian.
0: I, I suppose that 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 does make sense.
1: So you're <laughs>
2: yeah. saying he's two timing Black Widow with Valkyrie? Well, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> Banner is with Black Widow. Oh, Hulk is with Valkyrie. So if you gotcha. If, so if Black Widow gets pissed off, at br- hey, that wasn't me. That was the other guy. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure guys have used that excuse before. Yeah, you know? you know how crazy that other guy is. Exactly. It's not what it looks like.
2: Right. <laughs> I don't
0: let, let me let the monster out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: right. <laughs> so that, that's my thing, man. And I think if and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think that's the angle they were trying to go, but didn't go you know, fully commit to it. But I think it did feel like a a three-way triangle between those guys like Thor. Thor did seem like a groupie to Valkyrie. You know, he did seem like a groupie. Like he was, oh, every time you know she came around. But it was like she didn't care about him because maybe because he was Thor, or maybe she was kind of focused on Hope. You know, maybe it was. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I was a little bit surprised she wasn't more like starstruck by Thor. Like this is the heir to the throne of the. Placed the planet where she's from, and it, she was sort of like, "eh, so what? He's just another yeah. gladiator now."
1: But I, I like that part. I like that they flipped it like he was starstruck on her. Yeah, but you know? well, right. she
0: was drunk too. I mean, that, that was <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was kind of like, doing the Jessica Jones thing, you know?
0: Yeah, I thought that was fun. Like when she fir- they first introduced her, she like you know swigs the bottle and um, oh, then she falls. <laughs>
1: Staggers and falls off the ramp and shit. Now, <laughs> here's the funny thing about it. It seemed like she, like, movie wise, she's taking the place of Lady Sif. Yeah. She wasn't
0: even in this movie. Yeah. She right. wasn't
1: even in this movie. And and she's got the blind spot of like that. She has, you know, TV co- uh, obligations. But you know what? Maybe it's a good thing because Hella was just a walking retcon. You know, <laughs> everywhere she went, nope, you're out the movie. Nope, you're out the movie. Nope, you're out the movie. Yeah. I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess, I mean, now that you say that, it almost seemed like, yeah, okay, we're going to, like, do away with all the past movie shit and just kill everybody and, like, start over, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, other than Loki and Hindale, that's it. Everybody else is gone.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm I'm okay with that because, in my opinion, uh, Tessa Thompson is is a way better actress than, uh, what's the lady that played Lady
1: Seth? lady sif i, I can't remember yeah. <laughs> tessa thompson was great <laughs> yeah but here's the thing i like the lady sif character she was just underused because they kept giving screen time to natalie portman who just didn't give a shit yeah yeah, yeah. i mean she was phoning, and that's really where those movies suffer because natalie portman sure. did not give a shit in those movies she had no chemistry with Thor. Whatsoever. matter of fact in the very last scene in the first of movie you, World,
2: you don't think there was chemistry there
1: in the- <laughs> none, none whatsoever. Huh. You can tell she was just there to collect a check. You can tell when people have chemistry and when people don't give a shit. And oh. she was the one that don't give a shit. I Matter of fact, the in last scene one. of Dark World, last scene of Dark World, that wasn't even her. Yeah. There was Chris Hemsworth's wife standing in for her. Yeah. Um, is so. And I, I I love how they just wrote her out the movie, also. Like, yeah. Sorry, she broke up with you. Well, I broke up with her. Like that was it. That was the only line. Right. Like, they didn't have Hella come down and kill her or, or you know, get revenge. Like, like nope, she's out. Fuck her. Yeah, I guess they had to. <laughs> End of choice. I don't understand why Natalie Portman keep doing these sci-fi movies anyway. She didn't care. She didn't give a shit in Star Wars. Yeah, she doesn't even show up at any of the conventions or anything. <laughs> like, she doesn't care. So it's like, why do you even keep doing these movies? Just yeah. do something else if, if you're just going to collect a paycheck, you know? I don't know. I'm kind of pissed <laughs> off because I actually like, really like Lanny Portman, but you can yeah, tell she too. doesn't care about shit. So. But yeah, that's the thing. But uh, like I said, I like Lady Sif. She was just underused. She did have some cool action scenes. But Valkyrie was even more badass in this movie. And like I said, I like that Thor, star- stu- uh, Thor was starstruck in this. And I think they tried to make a nod between Valkyrie and Hulk because like I said, they both were defenders. The real defenders, not the Netflix thing, yeah. you know, yeah. like both of yeah. them within there so they try to make a connection between those two so I thought that was pretty cool and it was like the you know, the Revengers team you know, <laughs> right. and alright, speaking of that, like the last part of the Revengers team you want to say about that, now, now what do we think about Loki this time around?
0: I thought he was fine, I mean, he, he was again, like hamming it up, like what you're saying is like how they sort of redid everything, or not retcon, but like rebooted the character you know it, it was almost like since he was stealing the movie from him in the first couple the first two movies it was almost yeah. like they kept making him a joke like the butt of the joke like when he threw sure.
1: like I-, <laughs> I felt that also i felt <laughs> like, they were trying to make uh loki but of jokes so They wouldn't like, steal like the when,
0: he, when they they did the the when he threw like that part when they're trying to steal the ship and we'll do that thing we did What was it called where you you act like you're... Uh,
1: get sick. help, yeah. Yeah, yeah get well,
0: help. no, no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> he, yeah. just throws, he just throws Loki and shit out. And so I was like, yeah, it was like Thor was getting back at Loki for
1: stealing the movie, being so cool in the other movies or some shit. <laughs> like, well, let's be honest. What big brother hasn't thrown the little brother across the room? <laughs> right. So... <laughs> so yeah that's what I liked about that so yeah, yeah like I said Loki did kind of you know tone it down a little bit in this movie he went just all over the place but he did feel like he was part of Sammo cast, but it wasn't just the Loki show like it was in Dark World mm-hmm. so I liked that part about it uh like I said right now let's talk about the ending let's talk about the ending because they actually say some stuff that we didn't realize that was happening in the trailer like I said with the ending fight with Thor losing his eye you mm-hmm. know yeah. I didn't expect that coming um uh, When he went Super Saiyan or whatever, I thought he was going to be able to beat Hell and Dan like that. But here's one thing I did like: I did like it that they didn't play Surtur like a weak level one bad guy like they do in these other Marvel movies. You know, it seemed like Marvel we have Marvel movies have this trope now where they have a level one bad guy like Backtrack the Leaper and. Baron Strucker, you know, the guy. And they had Surter the same way, which was a, a awesome opening scene. I, I love this scene where Thor was just in hell, you know, fighting these hell monsters and stuff like that. That was a great opening to the scene. But not only did that, they actually brought Surter back where he, you know, was this huge mountain sure. monster. We just destroyed because that's what Surter is. You can't right. fight Surter, you know. Yeah. Hulk. <laughs> and fight. I like how they did the fake out in the scene where you made you made it think like Hulk was going to fight him in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And he just slaps them away, you know, like, uh, no, Hulk, you moron, for once in your life, don't smash. You know. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so that's what I was loving about that. And so, but, but big monster! <laughs> <laughs> and so and, and in fact, and that's the thing I like about it, like, Surtur just destroyed Asgard, and it's like that. But, as I say now, Jack, that's, uh, that's why I understand your issue right there, because that's the main problem I have with the issue right there. Okay, Thor has been around for thousands of years, this has been his home. This has been the home of his ancestors like that, and it's got destroyed and in blink of the eye, just like that. And then they undercut it with a joke.
2: Yeah. Right? That's you're talking about where Korg sort of mocks it, Ascar, yeah. like Radford right Detroit, destroyed, and he's talking about the fan founda- the foundation can be rebuilt, and then it's like it destroyed, and he's like, oh, maybe it can't re- be rebuilt. <laughs> Which I laughed at it. I, I don't know why I laughed at
1: that scene anyway. You
2: know? Yeah, I, I think I would have had per, preferred them to sort of like play on the people's emotions and let that be a, like a sad moment. Because then like an entire race just completely
1: lost their home. Exactly. And, and I get the theme they were trying to say that, you know, uh, Asgard is not the place, it's the people. But at the same time, you can still feel some kind of sadness about your home getting oh. destroyed. You know, some uh, somebody looking at the house burning down to the ground, I'm going to be like, oh, well. you know they're gonna be upset about they're gonna be traumatized from it right oh yeah
0: and that might be the only social commentary i got from the movie was the whole refugee thing but i got some other
1: social commentaries also
0: oh okay okay
1: That, that that was one because let's let's think about the main song the immigrant song right Oh, I yeah, think that yeah. played into it. I think that was part of the whole theme. So the the movie, and that's the thing yeah. that was weird about like the movie was telling you what it was the entire time. Like I didn't think they were going to blow up Asgard, even though the name of the movie is yeah, Ragnarok. That's Ragnarok. what it. That's yeah. what it happens. Yeah, the immigrant song. That's what it is. You know. Sure. So I was expecting that. You know.
2: Do you remember? In uh, so uh, I remember a lot of people criticized Guardians of the Galaxy too because it, they, they said it was just all jokes and there was no plot and no seriousness. But I sort of felt like. Right towards the end, that scene where Yondo was uh, right before he died, and he was talking about how Ego may, be, may have been Star-Lord's father, but wasn't his daddy, and it was a very serious moment sort of made you tear up a little bit. I, and yeah. It felt like I, they I, I, knew I, when to lay off the jokes and get serious, and yeah. I felt like that Asgardian scene, when Asgard was being destroyed, like that should have been a similar moment. Well, let's let let's figure out a way to, you know, bring a tear to people's eye at this point, not just gloss over it with a, a joke.
1: Right. And that's why I think they just told one joke too many where it did cross line, where everything else in the movie was leading up to it. But, yeah, that yeah. part. And it it was just that it was a bunch of times where it just feel like it was like the Warriors three just getting taken out like in two seconds. Like, come <laughs> on, man. They, they've they been around for a while. They They deserve better than that. You know, yeah. Uh Odin dying. It was like, oh well, he's dead. Let's move on. Like, that's a fucking dad,
2: man. Yeah. Uh
1: like he felt more he felt sad about his hammer dying than his dad dying.
2: Well, and also his eye. I felt like so in They again, glossed
1: over that. They was just like, Oh well, that's an eye.
2: In Thor disassembled, he loses his he loses one eye, and then he loses the second. He has to like on his own lose his second eye in order to regain his vision. But it's like this deep, very deep. Like, him losing his vision, it's it's right after he loses his hammer, and Thor is, like, at the bottom. He's, like, depressed to the point of of nothing because he's like, I lost my hammer. Now I've lost my vision. He's like, I'm literally nothing, and he has to really dig deep in order to sort of overcome what, you know, the trial they're facing. And I was like, where is that in this movie? It's like they – they he lost his eye, and then it was like it was no big deal. It's like, let's like, just – Oh, well, I crack, got
1: another one. Let's That's crack okay. some jokes
2: about it. Right. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I, I I agree with you on that it's just like that the, the and that's i think the movie did move a little bit too fast for its own good because the, those emo- emotional scenes this just kind of just glossed yeah. over and just moved on like like and that's the thing hope i mean not hope Thor never felt despair once in this movie with all the stuff that was going on in this movie. he always felt upbeat, always felt like he could always get to it where he never felt like that like maybe I can't beat her like that never crossed his mind for a second, yeah, know? even when he was getting his ass kicked, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so, but uh, Eli, back to your point on social commentary, and I did feel like there was no social commentary about the whole Hella thing, you know, because basically, if you really think about it, Hella actually had the right to the throne. Like she, she did all those things for Odin. Odin locked away. Odin, Odin passed away on his own. Like she didn't cause anything to kill Odin, and she is the oldest, so Asgard is rightfully hers. If you think about it, the whole movie is really Thor causing a coup on his sister because it's really her thing. But I think the whole commentary they were trying to make is the fact that Odin had built Asgard on a lie. You know, and then she revealed a lie of what what Asgard really is. You want to make a, you know, a deep comparison. That way you can say about, you almost say that about America, like how we do like to cover up a lot of things and how we got to the point we are now, but they like to, you know, sweep things under the rug. Another funny thing is, was it me or when Thor saw his face on the ground of that painting? Did it look like Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I <don't laughs> that. I, I, I guess, I suppose. I don't know. I thought you I, know, I know how you know much. how everybody. You ever seen the meme of Obi Wan Kenobi on somebody's grandma's wall, <laughs> <laughs> and they show Obi Wan and grandma was saying like Jesus loves you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same thing I kind of thought there. So I thought they were kind of make a you know. A commentary on that one on high society I mean, and to use religion It's
0: kind of like the, the the Viking Jesus, I guess you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I think they were trying to make a, a a commentary on that because I mean, if you really think about it, in all three of these movies, Odin is the bad guy.
0: Well, I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I mean, that, that goes back to the first movie, you know, that I man back to that scene with him and Loki. You know, he this was like that's total. Greek tragedy, you know, the sins of the father. That's yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. That's all about House of Usher, you know. It's just class, yeah. classic Gothic literature, you know. So, and yeah, and you
1: can almost see Loki's point in that first movie because he was told all his life that if he competed with Thor, he might have a chance to be king. Yeah. But when all the way down to it, he never had a chance to be king. He was never going to put a frost giant in the throne. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. But at the same time, he did all this stuff to show Odin that even though he really didn't give a shit about him, that I can lead, or Asgard, even though he kind of fucked up Realize he can't lead Asgard either, you know, because he's a, he's a dumbass. Or even in Thor the Dark World, like, people say Loki was, a, you know, evil for, you know, trapping Odin, throwing him on Earth, and taking his place. Loki had to, because the only, and Loki uh, Odin said it at the very beginning of the movie, the only reason he didn't kill Loki there on the spot because of Frigga, because of his mom. Now that his mom is dead, there's no reason for Odin to keep Loki alive. And he might just kill him just out of spite. Hmm. So look, like if I don't take him out, he's gonna take me out. And so I can see that whole point there. So Loki went about a different way, but at the same time, he was trying to save his own neck. But at the same time, he did it so much, (laughs) fucking over Thor so much. Thor just kind of saw through him after a while. Like, okay, I'm not gonna fall for your stuff anymore because I know you're gonna, you know, you know, screw me over. So yeah. And so, but that being said, now we can talk about. The final end credit. Did you guys stay between, stay after the credits? Yes, yeah. of course. Okay, let's talk about the credit scene for a second. Okay, so who was that at the end?
0: Oh, well, it's probably
2: Thanos or somebody related to Thanos. The the ship, the large ship that stopped him. Yep. Have you seen the leaked Infinity War trailer?
1: Did not. I did everything I could I to saw avoid you, like, that. Oh, really man.
0: bad, really bad. Angle,
1: yeah. Do you, so, do I spoil it for you then? Go Leroy? for it. Every everybody else that came on here spoiled it, so you might as well too.
2: <laughs> so the the very the way it starts is Thor is just sort of unconscious, floating through space, and he lands on the windshield of the Guardians of the Galaxy's spaceship. So in my head, I was thinking whoever's in that ship at the end of Ragnarok is who put him in that predicament. Whatever happens after that encounter. Thor gets, is unconscious and floating through space after that. Mm.
1: Yeah, so we have to... Th- oh, so basically, so like I said, and, and it's actually been confirmed by, uh, am I saying this right? T- T- Taki th- The yeah. director. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but it's been confirmed by the director that yes, it was Thanos. And I'm pretty sure that is Sanctuary 2. And the thing about Sanctuary 2 mm-hmm. in the comics, it is pretty much the most powerful warship to ever have existed in the Marvel Universe. Like, even when Thanos died, the ship stayed around, and they had a war just trying to collect that ship. You know, Mm -hmm. like, the Avengers had to fight all people from getting to that ship, because that ship could take out planets just like that. It was the Death Star before the Death Star. Interesting. Yeah. So, of course, that is Sanctuary 2, Thanos is on there, but here's the thing. Space is huge, right? How did Thanos find them? Loki? that's the thing now here's the thing
0: loki Loki was in league with him in the first avengers
1: right but here's the thing do you think that he's looking for loki or did loki call him
2: yeah that's or is he looking for an infinity stone because that's what i mean everybody said that one of the the soul stone which is the last remaining stone was going to turn up in ragnarok which it didn't from what i could tell
1: so Everybody what, kept he, saying that Heimdall had the soul stone, but that right. wouldn't make any sense because they kept saying that they could only have one stone on one planet. Yeah. So if they already have the space stone, why would they have the soul stone in the same place? You know. Yeah. So, or maybe they still have it. You know, <laughs> Maybe Heimdall does have the soul stone in his eyes and Thanos is just going to kill two birds with one yeah, stone. Yeah, maybe that's his motivation for attacking them. Yeah, that could be it. Because obviously because we saw – we didn't see Loki grab the Tesseract. But he definitely turned around and looked at it. He saw it. Yeah, so there you go. obviously, yeah, he's going to take it. So it could be that situation where he did screw over Thor again. I'm okay. going to take the Tesseract, and I'm going to call Thanos, and Thanos is going to find me, and then I'm going to give it to Thanos. You know, or maybe Thanos just, you know, Thanos always said he was going to find Loki because everybody keeps missing the point that Loki was basically a henchman mm-hmm. in part one. He wasn't the big bad. He was he was a henchman. So. Yeah. Thanos did say, "If you don't complete this mission, I will find you anywhere, no matter where you are." Yeah, he, probably. He selected. said something
2: like, "Okay, I'll do it." After Loki fell, it was not the the post credit scene where he said, "Okay, I'll do it myself."
1: Yeah, he'll do it. Yeah, and he grabbed uh, Infinity Gauntlet and said, "Do it himself." So I guess he's going to go and find every stone himself. Like he's going to find Vision, he's going to find Doctor Strange, you know, he's going to find all these guys, yeah, and you know, get the stones himself and. Maybe Heimdall still has a soul stone. He's going to just grab both of them, but the tesseract definitely has to be on that sure. on that ship. So, yeah, I hopefully Thor didn't go through all the trouble just for Thanos just kill every garden anyway, because <laughs> that would that would suck. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: is so well, but yeah. if
2: if if I'm right and Thor, the result of that encounter is Thor just unconscious float through space. I, I don't think
1: anybody else would stand much of a chance against Thanos. That's <laughs> the thing, because like I said, it's Thanos. And if the Sanctuary 2 is as powerful as it is in the comics, they stand... Up. Is it, like, you guys have seen uh, Star Trek Beyond Darkness, right? Yeah. Yeah, where they had the big revenge ship going after... the base it's going to be like that, you know? you know. So, like, you can't get away from it, so... Yeah, we'll we'll have to see from that one, like I said. Uh, Thor is still sitting up infinity, because we only have... T- we we have Black Panther, which mm-hmm. is in February, and then we have Infinity War. I think in what April, May
2: is it? Yeah, summer, May. I think May.
1: Yeah, like May. So it's less than a year away when that movie is there. Matter of fact, they're saying the trailer will drop pretty soon. Also, they're saying the trailer might even drop doing Justice League. Hmm. Try to steal the thunder. Uh, you know, Marvel loves doing it. Oh, because right. you got you to remember, you got so much stuff happening. In Justice League. You got, you know, the Punisher <laughs> drops that same day. Yeah. You know? So they're trying to do everything they can to undercut Just League. So was, and that's the thing I hate to, you know, put the pressure on Just League, but I do feel like Just League is under even more pressure oh, for now. Sure. Yeah. Because no matter they can't they can't make a better movie than Thor Ragnarok. They can't because the thing is Marvel has done so much world building. They're actually building worlds now. They're fleshing out worlds. They're fleshing out Asgard, fleshing out Sakaar. They're way. You ahead. know, where Just League is still trying to get their feet under the, you know, feet on the ground.
2: Well, this is like Avengers 1 for them
1: exactly so so we can't expect justice league to be on a level we just all we can do is expect a good movie but if people go in expecting well it, i expect, i saw ragnarok this movie better be better if you're going expecting that i i think you're going to be disappointed i think we do have to kind of lower our expectations for this movie
2: so. i hope it's i hope it's entirely different i hope they don't try to mimic what the Mar- marvel's doing because I, if they do that i think they're gonna fail
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing about it, because I think even though this time, I think more people are more excited about Just League because it's the wild card. We don't know. Like, I think everybody thought that Thor Ragnarok was going to be a good move. You know, I I don't think anybody doubted. Even though the other Thor movies were kind of rocky, I think everybody knew that this was going to be a really good move. It had a huge anticipation. Yeah, but this one we just don't know. We don't all the pieces aren't there. We've hearing all kind of Rumors about this and that, and we, we don't we don't know what that movie's going to be. So yeah. it's going to be a wild card. Maybe it'll be best movie. And and the thing about 2017, I we've had some really good comic book movies this year. Like we've had some stellar movies this year. We've had Logan. We've had Wonder Woman. We've had guys got it. Have you guys? I know Eli. You have seen it? Jack, you seen Lego Batman? I haven't. Go see Lego Batman. Okay. <laughs> that movie's hilarious. Is it? It's hilarious. It's one of the best deconstructions of Batman you'll ever see. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm hoping that with all these great comic movies that came out this year, I'm yeah. really hoping Justice League doesn't drop the ball. So, right, you know, oh, yeah, it's if, ju- if
2: just if Justice League is decent, then I mean, this might be the best year ever for uh, big two
1: movies. Definitely, definitely. I mean, they definitely came with it. Even Fo- what if, the Fo- like I said, Fox had Logan, uh, Sony finally got back on track with Spider Man. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah, will be one of lot, the best movies. So, yeah, now, like, I want to leave off with this. Like I said, we got a chance to talk about Thor, and I, I know, Eli, you talked about it briefly. So, what do we think Thor Ragnarok was trying to say? Like, was the movie trying to say anything? Did it have a point to it?
0: Well, I think it's, I think it's about the, you know, at, 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 like, with all of them, it's about the family dynamic, I think. You know,
1: like, yeah. As
0: far as, you know, the, you know, the two, like, Hulk or Hulk uh Loki and and Thor is you know the brotherhood and then the relationship to the father and um you sort of see that kind of come full circle and and now that that Hela is part of that too now. So yeah. yeah. I think there's definitely a like family dynamic going on.
1: Yeah, definitely going on. And like you said that was definitely about the, you know the there's a theme of immigration in there also. Yeah. You know, I definitely see that in there. I think there was a theme of religion also in there because, like I said, they are the guys. You you almost can't avoid that with with Thor at all. That question of religion is going to show up in there. Yeah. You know, so I think all that in there. I think the not even the brotherhood with Loki, but his brotherhood with you know with Hulk. You know, yeah. even though you know he grew up with Loki, you know he has this bond with Hulk and Bruce Banner. Also, that's strong because, like I said, they're all Avengers and things like that, and you know he needed them and and. Even though, and that's what I want to ask y'all also, is Bruce Banner dead? Is he cast in Infinity War? (laughs) Well, I mean, not not Hulk Hulk is in there. I meant Bruce Banner. Oh,
0: can he turn back into the Hulk? Exactly. Remember, he said he won't get to turn back
1: again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we don't know.
1: We don't know. That's the thing because he definitely said that if he turns back again, that's it. He said yeah. uh, basically Hulk is driving the wheel and he's in the trunk of the car. And I think, I, think that, I think that happened in the comics. I think that happened yeah. a bunch of times in the comics before. Well,
0: like in play, if we go back to Planet Hulk, yeah. didn't – I mean wasn't like the Hulk.
2: He was Hulk for a long time.
0: Yeah, he was Hulk, but then I think wasn't he, – he also had the smarts of Bruce Banner. Like he could tap into Bruce Banner's intelligence. So he wasn't totally stupid.
1: Right, because basically Banner said, basically Banner and Hulk talked, and Banner told him, "Look, I can't survive here. If I turn back, I'm going to die anyway. So I'm just going to give you the keys to the car. Yeah, you can have my brain and and just have yeah. at it. And that yeah. was it. Like you didn't see uh, Banner like, again.
0: I don't think he turned back. Like because then after you know after Planet Hulk, we had World War Hulk.
1: Right. Where, and he still didn't uh, turn back. Right. And he, well, he turned
0: back at the end after uh.
1: A century, sad, yeah,
0: sad Superman, yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> turned them, but like they both drained their, each other's powers, but they yeah. both turned back into humans, I believe.
1: Yeah, because they so, just fought each other and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So,
1: and so, and that'd be interesting in turn also because I I think that's I think that's the way they're going because we we know it's only matter time before we get Smart Hulk. I think yeah, they're building up yeah. to that, so we, I think we're going to get Professor Hulk in Infinity War three. So we'll 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 see we'll we'll see where we go from there because I mean it would make it interesting if, if banner's just gone and banner can't come back, you know. But we can't have stupid hulk the whole time. So <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see where we go from there. Uh that being said, like I said, anything else we've got left to talk about on this movie or I think we got it. I mean yeah. okay. i good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think there's I think we pretty much nitpicked Oh, last thing I want to talk about, I'm gonna just leave it alone after that. The soundtrack. <laughs> I think this is the first good Marvel movie soundtrack that didn't that wasn't riff with '80s movies. You, you guys know who did the soundtrack?
0: No, but you talking about like the that synth wave, yeah, stuff? Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> it was the guy
1: from Devo. Huh. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that that's makes why it sounded so '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did sense. the soundtrack on there. Yeah, so. I, I don't know his name, don't have it in front of me right now, but I heard that. I was like, that makes sense, because if you listen to it again, it definitely... The whole, and it made the movie have, like, a Flash Gordon-type sure. vibe to it, Mad Max-type yeah. vibe to it. You know? that, yeah.
2: that, I just finished Stranger Things 2 today, so that, like, 80s, that whole 80s genre is
1: really hitting right now, I think, yeah. for yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, in the 80s, we were more accepted of, you know, fantasy. Yeah. You know, we're, we're too jaded now, but back then, we, we loved it. We ate that shit up, so it made sense to kind of go for an 80s vibe to it because it made it more acceptable things like that so yeah I, I, I thought that was awesome so yeah that's the last thing I wanted to say about that one so uh yeah like I said I think we've talked everything we can about Thor Ragnarok more than we needed to <laughs> and next week we'll talk about some more crazy shit we'll be all over the place again because we want to talk about Kevin Spacey and stuff like that but we're not going to talk about that right now Dude, so we wanna talk- <laughs> yeah uh Jack, tell tell them your, your podcast one more time, because I'll make sure everybody didn't forget.
2: Yeah, so it's it's
1: the Ultimate Marvel podcast and it's on the Nerdy Legion Network. Awesome, awesome. And like I said, that's the Nerdy Legion Network. You also have Outright Geek 3 who you listen to right now, we have like a army of podcasters also. Uh we have Eli's own Geeks app. Uh we have shit, Eli I'm forgetting the rest of them. <laughs> hey, Ryan, the kill round
0: table... This weekend comics yeah, that Kent one
1: Valley. Yeah. that one okay <laughs> go listen to those <laughs> Instrument of uh, Destruction yeah. that one too okay and so like I said we have an army podcast all of them have their own different takes and we're probably all going to talk about the Ragnar also going to probably have a completely different you know discussion than what we had here but definitely some also get different takes on uh, but until then this is Leroy this is Eli and, and say goodbye Jack ciao You're supposed to say say goodbye, Jack. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. And we will talk to you guys later.